0: So, hi everyone. On today's Another Startup Story
1: show, we have Nadia Anya, who is a pretty big fashion blogger and has just popped her new collection on Pretty lavish. So, hi Nadia, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
2: Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on.
1: No worries, you're welcome. So, do you want to just uh, introduce yourself and tell us a bit about how, you know, your brand started?
2: Yeah, so I am Nadia Anya, obviously, um, and I've been doing blogging for about a year and a half, about a year full time. um, And it's something that I always wanted to do, but never really like took the plunge. I would say I wanted to do it for about a decade and I was always too scared and I was always too scared of what people would say about me and just silly reasons. And then um, I took the plunge to do it, that's so cliche, but then it just worked out perfectly and I'm loving it. And so I've been full-time by default at the start for about a year, but I'll explain that in the interview, um, for about a year and it's been really, really fun. It's it's literally amazing, it's my dream job. And um, yeah, but I mean, I guess I'm still at the very start of it, so lots more to come, I hope.
0: Yeah,
1: for sure, it sounds like you've got such an exciting journey ahead. So yeah. How old How old are you and where are you from originally?
2: So I'm 22 and I'm originally wow. from Scotland but I left Scotland when I was 16 and moved down to England and since then I've been dotted around the country in different cities um, so I'm currently in Winchester.
1: And so you travel up to London every what three or four times a week for meetings? Yeah a
2: couple of times a week for work. I work from home obviously but when I have meetings in Things on in London like shoots, or when I have to get content, then I'll head up to London. So, usually between two and four times a week.
1: Mm. Um, And did you go to uni? Did you study like fashion or did you study marketing or anything?
2: So, I did go to uni. I went to uni in Bristol, um, but I didn't study. I really wanted to study fashion, but I ended up doing business and events management, um, which I really didn't enjoy. It wasn't anything I was interested in, but I guess at that age, you're kind of just thrown into this like going to uni have to pick a course, and I was I don't know I was kind of like I was guided by my parents to do something with business so I did it and I got my degree um but if I had again I would have done fashion or marketing or something like that which would have helped me with what I'm doing now but I feel like my course didn't really hasn't really offered me much for what I'm doing but that's always the
1: case though I think you just want to when you, when you actually pick your university degree or the topic that you want to take, you're so young and you just you're pick so you, who's your parents. And that's yeah. in, in our you know, society.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think I was like 17. My parents were like, no, don't do fashion because it's really hard to <laughs> get in. You won't make a career out of it. And now I'm like, well, thanks, mum. <laughs> that's literally what my
1: parents said. I wanted to do like graphic design or like something more creative. And they were like, you won't make any money from it. And I worked with like crap. Creative directors on a daily basis, and they're earning like well over 100k. I'm like, huh. so you said I wasn't going to make money from this?
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's funny.
1: So, so initially you started. um So your fashion, but did you start from Instagram? Because you've got just over 216,000 followers now. So did you start? Um, from like creating a website or was it from Instagram Um, and where did the idea come about I guess was it just an interest for fashion
2: so it started because I discovered blogs when I was really really young and I loved them I loved watching these girls like doing their own thing and showing off all their different styles and I did actually join a website called it was called like lookbook it was like the thing back in the day for like style and I was, oh my God, like those pictures are still up there and it's so cringy. <laughs> but like, oh, it actually makes you cringe so much. So I started doing that when I was so young. I must have been about 13 or 14. And then I stopped because I was obviously, I was like young and I thought people would judge me. But then I didn't do it for a while. And I decided in my final year of uni, like I need to start, start trying to do it now because I don't want to work in an office after I leave uni. So I started posting pictures to Instagram, like trying to build my account. And I said to myself, when I hit 10,000, I'll start a blog. So, I mean, I wish I started my blog years ago now, but whatever. And um, so, I hit 10,000 on Instagram really quickly, actually. I think I had about 4,000 when I started trying to wow. get involved. And I hit 10,000 as I was writing my dissertation. And oh, I wow. with, yeah, I was so proud of it. I was more proud of that than my dissertation. But then I started writing my blog, um, and then that kind of flopped. I'm, t- I'm starting that back up soon. But really it's just been from Instagram and then when I felt secure enough in my Instagram and knew that enough people would go over to my YouTube, I started my YouTube and yeah, it's just kind of been like that.
1: (laughs) So um, I read a quote the other day and it was just like, wherever you are, uh, and she was like, that is your platform and it's your stage um, and your circle of influence and essentially this is where your power lies. So you've always built quite a massive platform and even... You saying like from the beginning you had about four thousand followers. So how did this start up? And and were there any days where you where you were just like you wanted to give up and stop?
2: Yeah, so it started definitely from being consistent and posting every single day. It was just literally pictures in my mirror in my uni room. Um and even if I was sat in my bed writing my dissertation, I would get out of bed and put an outfit on and post it on Instagram. So I was doing that for about like every single day for about six months and I was tagging and hashtagging and I was liking loads of other pe- people's pictures just to like build my engagement. And that is all I can say for how it grew. Like people ask me all the time and I really don't know what else I did apart from that. Um, but then, yeah, it kind of just, it grew pretty pretty quick. What was your second question? I had a point on that.
1: It was just like, did you have any days where you just kind of wanted to give um, up where yeah. like your, and it's like the very early days when you had like, I don't know, less than a thousand followers.
0: Yeah.
2: Especially when like, because my Instagram used to be like me and friends and me going out for dinner with my friends and then it just became this page yeah And people I knew I knew people were talking about me and judging me and laughing at me but I didn't really care like it did affect me a little bit at the start and I was a bit embarrassed but then I'm going to my blog I was like I was really it's just it was just like all insecurities I was quite embarrassed but and it was days where I was like oh let's just not do it but then I was like why not like I'm a big believer, obviously a believer, but I'm, I've really got it drummed into my head that, like, we literally have one shot at this life, and if we don't try something now, then you're not going to try it, and then you're going to look back when you're eighty and regret things. So that's like what really pushes me on when I get those days of like doubt.
1: Yeah, no, that's really great. I think, <laughs> I mean, even when I kind of launched another startup, I still had those kind of self-doubts, and sometimes you think, but well, what if people think this is not helpful, and I'm just you know, what and why am I doing this? And I think self-doubt yeah. is always going to be there. But at the end of the day, look at how far you've come. And everyone's yeah. always being judged, but that's just a reflection of them and exactly. that that they wish that they had done it essentially. So, and you're never going to please everyone. That's the thing. So, yeah, for sure. So, just on the posting um, topic, do you got do you still post on a daily basis? Or because sometimes I think if I'm going to post like every day, am I going to like? piss my followers off you know and <laughs> that sometimes I think um well they want to be seeing stuff and content every day and <laughs> what's your opinion on that
2: so I personally think posting every day is the best way to do it um I have my prime time so I either post on a weekday I either post at like nine o'clock in the morning or at four o'clock at night um and I think four o'clock day, at night
1: in the peak in the afternoon right in the,
2: in the afternoon yeah um I- like when most people are active, like I try and work it out. Like 4 p.m., people are probably winding up at work, they're getting a bit bored, they're almost going home, so we sat on the phone. Like that's how my, yeah, <laughs> my thing out. Um, so I try and post every single day, but it is really difficult to get a picture every single day, especially because I've stopped doing like mirror pictures as much and yeah. I prefer like outside natural pictures but obviously like I don't know many people around me and I'm not always in London to get like background. So sometimes I don't post for like two days or three days, but if I can and where I can, it would be every day or twice a day.
0: Mm.
1: And so who actually takes your photos? Well, the non-mirror ones.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just my sister, my boyfriend, my mum, if I'm with them. Whoever you're, you're with I, at the time, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But then sometimes like so in a few days' time I'm going into London and meeting with my friends who does the same thing and we're going to just have an afternoon and helping each other take loads of content and that'll do us for like a week a week and a half so it's really just the case of like setting up people in London to shoot with or just to go around with at home
1: yeah so did would you say you're quite into photography because like even when I travel like I wanted to get into to kind of travel blogging at the beginning and I always found you wanted to be the creative director and be the person behind the lens but then you also wanted to be the object, and it's like, have you had to kind of creatively direct whoever's <laughs> you taking your photos? Is, um, is your boyfriend officially an Instagram
2: boyfriend? <laughs> he is 100% an Instagram boyfriend. He's really good, but he, like, it's difficult, because I think the way that he sees the picture, like, I think he sees, like, the background and the picture as a whole, whereas if you shoot with a girl, they'll be like, okay, you look really stupid in that pose, and they're, like, able to see straight away whether it's a good picture yeah. or not. I'm personally not into like photography purely because I'm not good at it but I know like I know what I'm look good on my feed so if it's like Johnny shooting for me then I'll take a picture of him in the place I want it and then show him the picture and say take a picture of do this
0: friend. now <laughs> I'll kill you <laughs> brilliant
1: um so just looking at your style like I think I came across your page before so we have a lot of mutual friends um yeah. Um, and Nadia actually knows my sister, but even before I knew we had mutual friends, I'd come across your page, and I think the reason why your page stood out was just because it's just so, like, very minimalist and quite Scandinavian, so I find, and um, it's also quite easy to replicate, It's not like, too over the top, but it's not, like, basic, basically. It's a good it's a good middle ground. Um, so I guess my question is, where do you get your inspiration
0: from?
2: So... Instagram um in terms of my own so the thing is with Instagram I've always tried to just do my own style so I don't really follow trends that much I'm not really I mean obviously like the blazer trend at the minute I obviously will follow that because I like blazers but I wouldn't follow things that I didn't really like whereas I think the mistake that people can make is just thinking that every trend suits you and you should wear every trend and I don't know like I mean it works for some people but it never worked for me so I always just had my own style. Always had like quite classic and minimal style. Um, so yeah, I've just tried to like. Oh god, the doorbell's ringing! Can I want to get that?
0: Yeah, sure. Sorry, sorry, sorry,
2: sorry. sorry. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I just think like having my own style was so key, and I've always had my own style since I was a young girl. So I just kind of kept true to that through my whole Instagram journey. Um, but now, obviously, I get a lot of inspiration from Instagram. And also on the street, like, I love looking at street style. So sometimes I'll see someone dressed really cool and I'll write her outfit down on my notes. I do that
1: as well, as well like, in your notes as well. <laughs> but then I just never end up, like, looking back at them. <laughs> but
2: I do that yeah, as well. I, do. I, need to always, I always write, I've got, like, loads and loads of loads, like, train or leather trousers. like like, yeah. someone who I write her outfit down, then I'll replicate it.
1: <laughs> yeah, same with me. It's funny. Um, <laughs> it's weird because I've got so many different, like, I've got, like, Pinterest folders and, like, Instagram, you know, where you can archive pictures now, Instagram folders, print screens and, like, notes of outfits. And I wish there was just one place where you could just pull it all together and not, like, have to, I don't know. Yeah, my Instagram archive is, like,
2: also. I always, like, save folders, like, winter summer. Yeah. Like, I have all my, like, different infos in there. So, yeah, Instagram's definitely my number
1: one. Yeah, it's great that they introduced that archive archiving feature. Um, it's great. So you have your own YouTube channel. Um, so do you want to tell us how that started out?
2: Okay, so YouTube is something that I'd wanted to do probably for like the longest of all of it. Um, but I think it is probably the scariest to start. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: yeah. It took me a long time to like really actually start it. I think I started it about six or seven months ago now. Oh right. Um, I love it. It's really fun. But at the start, yeah, I just, I love watching YouTube. Like, I'm the kind of person that won't watch TV. I'll just watch YouTube all night um, and have done for years. Even if it's, like, documentaries on there. So I'm always just using YouTube. I loved it. And I just kind of, again, thought, like, if I don't start it now, I'm never going to start it. And also, like, I was so worried that it would be really, like, my first video was really bad and really cringy. But then I was like, at the end of the day, if I film it and edit it, like, no one has to see it but me. Um, and then I filmed it and edited it. And I was like, this is actually really good. So I uploaded it. But if I look back on my first videos now, I actually cringe. Like, they're so bad. <laughs> and they were only, like, six months ago. But I guess, like, with everything, you just get better and more used to doing it and more natural in front of the camera. So, yeah. So YouTube's, like, the one I'm going to start focusing on most, I think, because I think that's where I want my career to end up, mostly, is on YouTube.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. But I think, obviously, along with Instagram, YouTube's, like, one of the biggest kind of not even just yeah. social media, but the biggest platforms where you can reach like a wide, you know, wider um, network of people and a wider audience. And I feel exactly the same with um, the podcast. So even recording, I will listen back to the first interview I ever did. And I think, why do I sound like that? And, you know, as you keep doing it, you kind of improve and it's almost like, a bit of, it's a challenge, but it's good to put yourself outside of your comfort zone because that's the only way you're going to learn. Um, yeah. yeah, totally agree. Do you think your Sorry, I
2: think video and podcast is definitely the way that the world is going, the online world. Yeah, as
1: much as, you know, we have our printed interviews, but I can appreciate people are busy and they don't have time to like read everything and, and not everyone are readers. Some people are listeners and I know I'm definitely a listener. Like I learn things will stick in my head more if I listen to them as opposed to reading them, but it might not be for other people. So you just need to make it accessible to everyone really. So do you think your YouTube channel has, because you've got like 32,000 subscribers, which is pretty damn good for only having started six months ago. <laughs> um, so well done on that. But do you think it's kind of complemented your Instagram, your YouTube channel?
2: Yeah, so I always thought that it would be my Instagram one over my YouTube. And I think that is part of it. But I actually think more people come from YouTube and then find me on Instagram now. So oh, wow. I guess just like, I guess, so, for example, Zara Holes do really well on YouTube um, in, like, my industry. So, when I uploaded Zara Hole, I think my last was Zara Hole got over 100,000 views. And I know they're not all from Instagram. They're all the people that didn't know me from Instagram. Not all of them, but a lot of them. So, definitely have cross-promoted. But I think, actually, YouTube really helps with Instagram.
1: What do you mean by Zara haul? sorry?
2: So, I did a video of, I went to Zara and I picked up, clothes and i basically just show them me wearing them and talk people through my purchases um and that's called a haul and that um yeah that did really really well got like loads and loads of views um and i think a lot like 50 percent probably aren't from my instagram they just find me on youtube and then they'll come over so yeah
1: and then they convert but
2: yeah
1: oh wow um is that the one where you were kind of doing a partnership with 21 buttons i remember seeing that actually yeah, that. yeah that which looks really cool, I'm definitely going to download it.
2: I wasn't allowed to like link the clothes in the description box because I was putting them on my 21 buttons, so people that didn't have 21 buttons were getting a little bit annoyed with me, but um, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, they just need to download it, right? <laughs> um, so, do you want to tell us about your new collection and your collaboration with Pretty Lavish UK? There's only a small handful of pieces, but I mean, every single piece on there is just like stunning. Especially, um, yeah. I really liked the snake uh, skin dress. I think like I've got so much animal print. You can't really see my wardrobe now, but I've got like leopard print, snake skin, and it's just like <laughs> taking over. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah, that
2: that dress did really well. I think that's probably the most popular piece. Um, but yeah, it's been so fun. So I've worked with the girls for a long time. I think. They sent me a piece of clothing way back when I had, like, 5,000 followers. Wow. Um, and I've like had a really nice relationship with the owners since then. And, yeah, they contacted me about six months ago, maybe, and said, do I want to release a collection with them? And, of course, I said yes. And it's been really, really, really fun. It's been something I was really nervous about, I guess, to start, because, obviously, it's like my my comfort zone. But then I was like, this is an amazing opportunity. It's something that I don't really know much about. So yeah I said yeah and it's been such a fun process like mood boarding and brainstorming all the way through to like releasing the collection and having the launch night and yeah it's been really fun.
1: So where do you again like kind of similar to the previous question but when you're designing the, the clothes where do you get inspiration from and you know how did you know that these are the pieces that you wanted to
0: design?
2: Yeah so again I try to keep it true to my style but also have some like variations in there so that the more like kind of done up night out pieces which I love but obviously wouldn't wear on a daily basis so mm. I tried to incorporate like my daily style along with other bits that I would wear for like events and things like that um but I got most of my info from like Instagram from just sitting online and looking through like Pinterest and just like current trends and current like like, like snake print obviously was huge like mm. right now yeah so I was looking at different like ways you could incorporate snake print into it and then obviously like wrap dresses and wrap skirts are huge so together and yeah so just kind of like using the internet really and finding pieces that I really liked
1: and so do you think one day you would you would want to launch your own fashion (laughs) brand?
2: maybe (laughs) one day no I do 100% not like like a huge big brand a dozens of pieces in it but definitely like a small like personal brand maybe like 10 to 20 pieces, in, like not in stock, but different items. Like collective
0: office. kind of um, thing, you
2: know, yeah. And maybe like, yeah, I don't know, That that is coming. I just need to like do a bit more brainstorming. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, for sure.
1: I can definitely see that happening. So in terms of your, so just going back to your photos that you upload, what camera do you actually use? Do you just shoot from your iPhone or do you have like a proper DSLR camera?
2: I use my iPhone for Instagram, um, and then I have an Olympus pen, which I film my YouTube videos on, and I'm going to – well, I, have, I used to use it for my Instagram, but I kind of stopped just because of, like, ease. Um, but my plan is to start using it again because it still looks like an iPhone picture, um, but just ever so slightly clearer. But I think using really, really, really clear cameras on Instagram, I personally don't think it looks – I mean, I think it looks great, but from my kind, because mine's so, like, street-style and casual and just, like, me taking a picture of my outfit every day, like, I think to put professional photography onto there, the engagement doesn't work that well. So when I used to have my blog running, um, I would take some of my blog pictures and put them on my Instagram, and the engagement would drop so much. Really? That's um, interesting.
0: Yeah. You see that? Yeah,
2: yeah. Just so
1: because I, the, cam- the pictures were too clear, do you think? I,
2: I think so. I think it just didn't really, like, suit my grid.
1: yeah. Um, I,
2: I don't know. I think that's why, but yeah.
1: I'm so even when you're like traveling and taking photos, it's all taken on your phone.
2: Yeah, mostly um, not always, but I'm gonna start incorporating my Olympus into my feed a little bit more. So it just looks mm. a little bit professional, um, but not like too
1: professional. Yeah, I know okay. what you mean. And what camera do you have? And um, what um, iPhone do you have? Sorry.
2: Um, I have the Seven Plus at the minute, which is fine. I mean, it does the job. I yeah. want to get the, but I'm not willing to spend. Phone, so
1: yeah, I mean the cameras. The cameras on the iPhone are just like impeccable. For it's crazy. <laughs> um, and what kind of filter apps do you use? Do you use many? Or do you edit your pictures much?
2: So I use Face Tune to get the pimples out of my face, and then I will use. I mean, you hardly have <laughs>
1: any, but okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I'll use Face Tune to get that away. And then the filters I always just use is it fiscal or VSCO Cam. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, so I just use good about with light on there. And then sometimes I use filter F2, but bring it like way down. So it's just a tiny little bit of that on it. Um, but yeah, that's all. I don't really like many filters. Too
1: much, yeah. And it's about keeping it consistent, right? So you have like the same filter settings for all of your photos? Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Um, and I guess, what kind of advice would you give to people trying to pursue like a career in blogging? And obviously it's such a saturated market like whether that be fashion or travel blogging or even like food blogging or god knows there's so many different niches but what's your advice on people like trying to pursue and people who are coming late to people who don't even have Instagram do you think it's still worth kind of exploring that and
2: yeah definitely I think it's such a massive platform and there's so many people on it but there's still so much room on it like just because there's so many of us on it anyway, doesn't mean like some, like in four years time, there's going to be a whole new wave of bloggers that are going to be so successful and amazing and have smashed it. So I think just do it. Like if you want to do it, be true to yourself, be true to your own style and go for it. And I think if you want to do it and you don't do it, you're going to regret it. So I Mm. always say, you always message me and I'm like, just go for it. Like it might be daunting, but only the first like three pictures that say you're a blogger is daunting. And then from there on, it's just like second nature. So go for it and stay consistent and if it's what you want then you will make it (laughs) yeah
0: sure
1: and what kind of advice would you give to people trying to really build their brand and kind of build up a following and a community I guess
2: um well if it's for Instagram I would say like really respond to people that are following you so I try and sit down for like an hour hour and a half every day and get back to everyone who's messaged me because I think then it builds like a personal relationship with people that are following you. Mm. It's not just like you're posting pictures and that's it. Like I reply to all my comments, I reply to all my DMs and it makes it feel like a community. Like, and I like know, I know the girls that talk to me regularly and we have little chin wags and it's a really nice, like little place. Um, so I think, yeah, definitely respond to your followers and, and try and keep that like line of communication open. Mm. I think figure out like what line you like direction you want to go in and make a little plan and, hit goals like I like to set goals whether they're like big goals or small goals I like to just have like go down write them down at the end of the month like see if I've achieved them and you know just have like a plan a direction and just have fun with it
0: Mm.
1: I think if you don't there's so much power in writing things down if you don't then it's never going to happen is it
2: yeah exactly
1: um so, just from your blog, how did you make the transition from? Were you working after uni, and do you make did you make money from it straight away, or was it just kind of like products that you were getting gifted from um, fashion labels? Like, how was the transition between, you know, doing this full
0: time as a career?
2: So it was like it was definitely by default. So I started getting gifting in uni. So brands would send me clothes, um, not often, maybe like once twice a month. And then I started working in a sales job after uni. And then I started getting gifted a lot more. And I think I started charging a small fee around then. Um, And then I was working in a sales job. I hated it. Like, I literally couldn't stand it. And so I applied for another job. And that was a marketing job. And I think I, like, I jumped the gun too quick. I quit my uh, my sales job. Mm -hmm. And then the marketing job fell through. And I was unemployed. And I was like, oh, God, (laughs) I'm unemployed. So... I was applying to so many different jobs like literally I applied to I can't even tell you how many I applied to and I think I only got invited in for like three interviews Uh um this went on for a good few months and after about two and a half months or three months my boyfriend was like Naz, you don't need a job like you're, you're doing fine like you're saying you need a job constantly but you haven't needed a job for two months and you're still looking for one so I was like yeah fair and I carried on looking for a job for about six month maybe like loosely I kind of had it a while like at the start I was freaking out then I was like fine and um over time I just realized that yeah I was actually making this a job rather than needing another job um and I was making money from this job at, like social media at that point and yeah over time it just kind of became my full-time job and it wow. took me a while to like because my I think my dad he didn't really understand Instagram and he was, every time I'd call him, he'd be like, get a real job. Have you got a job? Have you got a job? Mm. And I'd be like, I think I, this is a job, but it took it took him a while to understand it. And I think once everyone around me understood it, then I then felt more comfortable to like have this as my sole job. So yeah, I've been full time by default since last September, I think. So just about a year. Yeah. Wow. Mm. That's
1: great. So it wasn't actually, so it's not even like you took that leap of faith. It was just out of chance that you had quit your job too <laughs> so, soon. and you know it kind of proved to you that you didn't need one and were you making enough money at the time like in that transition phase were you making enough money to like live off and pay your rent and bills
2: i would already saved up quite a lot from my previous job so I knew I had like a bit to sit on runway yeah but I was like I was fine but it was like really daunting and I'd never obviously I'd never been self-employed before so it was very daunting and I was like, you know, counting every penny and like freaking out and it wouldn't be making any big purchases or, but yeah, over time it's just been completely fine. And yeah, it's all worked
1: out. So, yeah. Wow. So it seems like it all worked out for the best at the end of the day. So yeah, massive congratulations.
0: Thank you. Um,
1: so what's the big dream for you? Um, like as a businesswoman and as a blogger, like what do you have a five-year plan? I know you said you like
0: goals.
2: Yeah. So... I have a few things in the pipeline, but I don't, I don't know. I don't like, I basically want to hundred percent focus on YouTube and have uh, like, I have like specific goals, like certain amount of followers and that kind of thing. But basically broadly, I want to be fully a YouTuber. <laughs> I want to have a really good YouTube channel and like build that up. And I want to just keep continuing to do what I do with my Instagram, but I want to make it a little bit more, um, like I want to take a little bit more care over what I put out, rather than just mm-hmm. chucking out a picture here and there. I really want to kind of like make my feed look really pretty and make it all make it something like I love to go. Well, I do love it, but I think it definitely can be improved. But that's just me being critical. Um, and then my blog is in the process of being redesigned, so I'll be launching that again in a few weeks, maybe a few months. And just yeah, basically just I think for a while, like I kind of this was this job. Like I obviously it's a job, but I don't think I really really treats it like a job for a while I think I kind of you know I would like have a day of just chilling and then the next day I do loads of work but I think I really wanted to I need to take it like really seriously more structure kind of
0: thing yeah, yeah
2: of structure and just like really really go for it so I think this year is going to be a good year but um yeah I'm excited for it <laughs> yeah I'm
1: excited to see what um what you release and all the new content that you come out with um just during the whole process what would you say has been the biggest challenge for you
2: um, I think for me, it was leaving that job and then being unemployed. And then it wasn't like I had my Instagram and it was a whole career on its own and it was established. Like it wasn't, I think I probably had maybe around like 40,000 followers, maybe even less actually. And that was scary. And it was like a case of I either have to like make this work or find another job. And I obviously was trying to find a job, but that didn't work. So the only option I had was to make this work. And that was a challenge, like really staying positive every day, and like you know. And then sometimes a, a deal will come your way, and then that deal will fall through, and you've been banking on that money coming in. it is, it is so scary, and it is a challenge the whole way, but I like challenge. <laughs> because it, it must it, be.
1: Has it been difficult to kind of like forecast your income? Because I guess you know, like when you're employed, you have a, you know how much you're going to pay, get paid each month. Whereas in your line of work, has that been like a massive issue or?
2: Has would be an issue as such, but like for a while I'd, I'd want to, I wouldn't want to spend like anything, like I wouldn't want to treat myself one month because I wouldn't have a clue what's coming in next month because you literally don't know. Like no. one month, I think as far back as one of the best months I ever had before I had a manager, the best month of terms of income, um, the best month I ever had in terms of income was followed by, like, the worst month. And it's such a roller coaster because one month you're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then the next month I was like, oh, shit, like, I'm, I'm in trouble. And then it just, it kind of just keeps going like that. But then I guess, yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's been fine. Like, now it's fine. But I think getting used to it is quite a struggle.
0: And
1: so how do you kind of, like, stabilise that and accustom? Do you accustom your spending or?
2: Yeah, so I think it's just cash flow, isn't it? Like, now I'm... I like have deals say that last three months or four months, so I know that that money will come in at the end of that period. So I think in the start it was just kind of about like cash flow and making sure, like obviously making sure my outgoings weren't bigger than my income. And mm. yeah, I think just making sensible decisions and then also the saving on the side. So like every time I would, every month I would save, and now I've got a nice pot. But you know, I think it's just it is just like management of money.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's good that you have that kind of, those reserves set aside in case of an emergency or anything. Um, I think in our generation, people tend to just spend and spend and live in the room, But I think it's so important to definitely, you know, pay for any kind of emergency or even just like be able to invest in in big things and
0: big changes in
1: your life. Um, so, yeah. Um. In terms of, so I guess like, Is there any advice you would give to your younger self um, or has there been like any specific failure which you've kind of always remembered and um, you've like really learned from?
2: Um, So the advice I would give my younger self is literally do not care what anyone thinks about you because anyone that I was probably worried about judging me back then, I don't even know their names now, like (laughs) when you were a kid, you feel like, Judging you, and everyone's gonna have something to say, but like at the end of the day, when you grow up, you're not gonna know who they are. Like, they're in school, they're, everyone's young at that age. So, I think if I had started what I'm doing when I wanted to start it, I would have been like, well, five years ahead of where I am now, basically. But, um, I think everything happens for a reason. There's a, there's a reason that I didn't start it, but, um, I would just say go for it and like stop caring what other people think because, mm. like, you literally have one life, <laughs> I'm yes.
0: r- I'm r- I'm r- <laughs> so true. It's the perfect sounds, but people forget.
2: (laughs) No, I know. I think, yeah, I think it's just, yeah. I think just, like, stop caring what people think and go after your dreams. Because if I had done that when I was younger, like, I don't know, I could have been, I couldn't know. It would have been fun. And also I think doing this as a younger person would have been really fun because it's so, like, you know, then you start making your own money and if I had been doing this from the age of... 15, 16, like
1: I would have felt so poor. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> know, anyway. it's crazy. Yeah. We well, do see those like, you know, you see those kids who are making like thousands from recording like YouTube videos on how to do these video games and I'm like how's this 10 year old boy earning more than me? <laughs> a
2: whole for like 10 year olds and they just like buy toys and review them and they've got, th- they've got millions of subscribers.
1: And, like, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Well my brother does that, he's like 16 and he um, he, I was, like, FaceTiming him the other day, and he was just like, I was like, what is that pile of all those toys? Not toys, but, like, video games you've got. I was like, did mum buy you all of them? He's like, no, I get sent them for free. I need to review That's them, cool. and I get paid. I was like, wow. <laughs> like, he is so smart. Like, the other day, he was telling me about corporation tax. I'm like, Aaron, how do you know this? At the age of
0: 16?
2: yeah.
0: It's mad. He's so mad. He's he so mad. Like, they
2: never they'll never know a world without it whereas we all grew up well I mean I was young when it came out but like we we didn't have it and then we did have it but all they've ever known is social media and yeah so, yeah, exactly. think, yeah cool
1: um okay so moving on to a few, a few more questions what is one of the most worthwhile investments um you've made over the last year or so and this could be like an investment of money or time energy
2: um i think definitely time i think when i left uni i think i already touched on that when i, no, I didn't. um when i left uni i basically said to myself like i need to just do like everything in my power to build a career for myself so i didn't really have much of a social life for the last year and a half probably because i just I mean, I would obviously go out and I'd see my friends, but I wouldn't be going out every weekend and I wouldn't mm. be doing it every weekend because I wanted to just focus on what I was doing. And I think sometimes you have to be selfish with your time in order to... Yeah, that's So I think maybe I became a little bit too selfish with it, but it's fine. Like, I think at the end of the day, any of my friends that still want to be in my life are still here and they're still there for me. And I guess any ones that didn't want to be in my life aren't here now. So I think really being... Selfish with your time—it's really good, a really
0: good life investment. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because time is
1: one of the most important commodities. I <laughs> um, uh, So, in the last like five years or so, what have you become better at saying no to? And this may kind of tie into your lo- your answer to the last question. Um,
2: um everything so this is actually funny because my I used to say yes to everything like I would say yes to everything all the time and then I'd be constantly complaining because I'd be like oh don't I don't want do to no,
0: yeah.
2: do that I was really bad at like cancelling on people and like maybe a year and a half ago my boyfriend said to me the day that you've learned how to say no is the day you'll become a happier person and I it's just stuck in my brain and I, I, I from that day on said no to anything I didn't want to do and it really is like amazing. Like you just, mm. I think people don't really care if you say no. Like if someone said no to me, I wouldn't get like butt hurt. I'd be like, okay, if they said no. But I think like my twin, for example, is so bad. She still can't say no to people. And I'm like, just start doing it, and you'll feel so much better. So yeah, definitely, definitely no.
1: Wow, you have a twin. Is your twin identical to you?
2: Or? Yeah, no, no, no. She's very different. She looks a lot older. Well, not a lot older. She looks like my older sister.
1: Oh wow. <laughs> that's interesting yeah I'm I'm totally guilty of being that person who just would commit to anything I'd be like I would respond back with even like having thought let it process through my head and then afterwards I'm like oh really don't want to go but I don't want to be a dick and like you know cancel last minute so now I've just been like right think about it before you jump at yeah. the time of saying yeah definitely but yeah definitely saying no to,
2: mm. to events people and just things that I don't want to do mm. I think a lot of the time that you feel someone's like oh can you come up for dinner or can you come to this event and I would always say yeah but I'd always sit and complain and I'd get home and I wouldn't have had a good time because I didn't want to be there the whole time so now that I just mm-hmm. say I mean obviously I'd still say yes to things but only if I really actually want to do be selective,
1: it or... yeah that's so true so when when you have those days where you're feeling like unfocused like let's just say you you're not in the mood to create like good content or um I don't know if you work out a lot um, you're obviously in great shape, so I don't know whether you kind of have a strict routine for the gym or do you feel like really... You know when you have those, those days where you just really don't want to go to the gym, which is like every day for me <laughs> recently anyway. I've just moved to Singapore and it's like so humid here. And so the last thing I want to do is exercise. And um, But anyway, yeah, like, you know when you have those days where you kind of lose focus, like what what do you do to kind of get back on track? And
2: Honestly, I... Put my pajamas on and I sit on the couch and I have a day off, which I know a lot of people can't do because they have to go into the office or they've got commitments. But if I can, I'll literally just chill out. Because I think if you try and push it, then it's not. You're not going to create content that you like. So Mm. I just basically relax. I'll have a bath. I'll just chill out, and then I'll make a plan that night. So I'll like sit. I've got a hundred million notebooks. I just write notes. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I'm such a list maker. So I would just sit down and make an action plan and then get an early bed and just start fresh in the morning and don't beat yourself up for having a bad day because everyone has bad days. Just accept that bad day and embrace it and then start again tomorrow.
0: Mm, great advice.
1: Um, and what, what purchase of 100 pounds or less have, have you recently bought that's like most positively impacted your life?
2: Oh, okay, actually yesterday I bought this journal. You might have heard of it. It's called like the Five Minute Happiness Journal. Yeah, I've heard of that actually now, but I think that's going to be really good. So, basically, every morning you wake up, it's a gratitude journal. So, I think my
0: sister has this actually. She um,
2: yeah, but yeah, you wake up and you write like two things that you're grateful for and what you want to achieve in that day, and then you go to bed at night and you log what you had like things that went really well for you that day and I think it's just I haven't actually used it yet but I, I like to use like meditation apps and mm. I think there's going to be a nice way to just wind down and wake up because I'm so guilty of waking up and getting straight on my phone and that's so unhealthy and then I the use um, my, my phone and that's just really bad so I think this is going to be it was only like 20 pounds but I think it's going to be a nice cheap investment of
1: happiness. Yeah <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because um our founder um so we interviewed Joel Burgess who's basically the founder of Nutrifix which is like a health app yeah. basically. Um Really interesting story. He'd, we were talking about his morning routine and he was saying how he tries to meditate but he just can't do it. And, you know, when you first wake up you just want to get going and he found it really hard to pause. But he would have this gratitude journal and he would write in it every morning before he checks his emails or anything. Um, and he said it's like massively changed his life. So it's funny how you mentioned it as well. Yeah, i um, I've
2: seen it around. It's one of those things that I've seen around for ages. like Yeah but I just never have got right to it, but I, I think it's going to be really good. So
0: Yeah, it's
1: just like the little things, right? Yeah. Um, so your boyfriend is also an entrepreneur. Um, do you think he has had quite a big impact on your life in that, in that aspect?
2: Yeah, 100%. Like, absolutely. I actually kind of put it down, and I didn't put it down to Johnny, but I think he was like the final push to make me start doing what I'm doing. And I honestly... Wow. i didn't
0: have a couple
2: goals i don't know i don't know if i'd be doing what i'm doing if i didn't have him because he's yeah like he's a huge part of it and he's such like an inspirational man like he's like i think i'm quite inspirational when i talk to my friends as in like i'm really good at motivating people Mm -hmm, yeah like 10 times more than me so Mm -hmm. i'm having a shit day like he doesn't he doesn't let me like you know he won't be like oh there there he'll like be like get your shit together nads like he's just really like <laughs> he's like no bullshit like he's yeah. yeah i really i really yeah he's really yeah he's really yeah he's been a huge part of it so and he also like you know even things down to like tax and all that kind of stuff that i had no idea about like he knows it all so he's able to like teach me in that sense so yeah he's been a huge help (laughs) oh
0: wow that's really inspiring to hear
1: um what what does he do like what does his business involve?
2: does he what sorry what does he do
1: oh for his job yeah yeah so
2: he has a financial planning company so he does that in the day and then he also is a trader so every morning and night he i don't really understand it like i've honestly been trying to understand it for like two years but (laughs) I don't really know what he does, but he's a trader, so um, yeah, he's he's like, he works from home when he trades, and he works in his office when he does his other things, so yeah, kind of the same as me, so we both have, like, quite flexible schedules, and yeah.
0: So he's working two jobs at the moment? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you have <to>. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, what gives you real happiness? Um...
2: I think being content and also like seeing I think if I look back at like when I look back at my life that's when I see happiness so I obviously like when you're caught up in the middle of this and you're doing it you don't quite stop and think and look at what you're achieving so when I kind of like look even look back to two months ago like that really gives me happiness to know that I've, I've I am doing well and I am coming I'm doing like what I wanted to always do but I think, yeah, always, I think just being on a path that I always imagined I'd be on, but didn't really think I would have been on it maybe three years ago. But now I guess I'm, I'm doing, it. I'm so late, but I'm not, I'm living my dream. <laughs> but I feel like I finally, um, doing what I always wanted to do, even since I was like 11 years old. So yeah, I feel like, yeah, I'm pretty, I think that's happiness.
1: Like <laughs> yeah. so waking up every morning and being like, yes, that's good. I'm just and loving my good.
2: job. Yeah. Yeah. I guess because I love it, I'm always motivated and I'm always like, yeah, let's know. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: (laughs) Um, So, what is your morning routine look like? Do you have one or is it kind of.?
2: It's quite chilled. I go to bed very early. I go to bed at like half past nine slash 10. I like, no, (laughs) no. You
1: sleep by half nine or you say you go to bed Uh, and then what time do
0: you sleep?
2: No, quarter past ten. I try, try and be asleep. I like 11 o'clock is late for me like I'm such an old lady honestly and then I get up super early well I get up about 7 o'clock and I don't really have much of a routine I want to start working out again I want to have my journal and I want to get into like, I've been moving house basically for the last mm-hmm. few months so I haven't really had like a routine as such but um, I would just get up have a green tea or a coffee and then I would go for a shower get ready and then I'll be sat down at my desk for about 9, half 9 and then well it depends what the day Entails, but if I'm at home, then I'll just sit down and do some work here or film a video
0: or mm. write a blog post.
2: Or... Great,
1: I love that you're a morning person. <laughs> um, so, last two questions if you could gift one book to someone, what would it be?
2: Mm, um I think The Secret by Rhonda B- Brian. Brian's I can't remember her last name, but like it's, it's basically like a self help book. Have you heard of it no i've not oh my god it's so good it's like it's basically like about the power of your thoughts and how like any thought that comes into your head is going to like either positively or negatively affect your life and basically like um like picturing what you want and it will come what's the word when you picture what you want and it will come true like <laughs> oh um,
1: yeah law of attraction
2: so it's all about that, and like obviously, I think people understand it and know what it is. But I guess just reading this book and like really putting it into I'm practice,
0: yeah,
2: I love it. So, definitely that book.
0: Okay, I'll check it out. Not heard that. There
2: you go. Um, so final
1: question What would you say is your philosophy on life? Um, and if you could have one big billboard anywhere with anything on it with your name, you know, what, what would you have said on it and why?
2: Uh, okay well I want to go back to the you only have one shot at life but I think that's so cliche I don't know I think I would probably say like I don't know but I feel like the day that I really really understood that we only have one life is the day that I started to get my shit together and I think people know that they only have one life but I don't think people really sit down and think about the fact that they lip let people die if we're going to be honest like I don't think people Mm -hmm. really understand that or really want to think about it but I don't know how I would put that out in a positive way I mean we just say like you only get one shot
1: <laughs> no it's so true I recently read a book um called The Last Arrow by Erwin McManus and for anyone listening you have to listen to his podcast he's got um he does TED talks like Like, I actually met him in Singapore, and he's such an inspiring man, and he talks about, so the last arrow talks about how you should save nothing for the next life, and whether you believe in a next life or not, but you should just take every risk you can in this life, and, you know, the last thing I want to do is kind of die and and regret and think, I could have done so much more, you know, that's, like, my biggest fear. Same, same,
2: it's like sitting down with my grandkids and, and saying to them, oh, I could have done this, but... I didn't, and like, I never want to be that person. I never, ever want to get to the end of my life and think, shit, I could have done so much more. So, yeah, yeah I think I just really am aware of the fact that we're only really going to, we are all going to die in the end, and like we mm. may as well make this life amazing. And yeah,
1: give it your best shot. Yeah, no, yeah. I have. Okay, well, just before we close that up, um, so where can our listeners find you?
2: so you can find me on Instagram at Nadia Anya underscore, underscore. You can find me on YouTube at Nadia Anya. <laughs> and you can, what else? Well, I think that's it for the minute. My blog will be launching, but everything you want to find, you can find on my Instagram. Yeah. So you can come over. And, and I'll put it, it all
1: in the show notes as well, so people can find it and on the website as well. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much for being on the show it's been a pleasure to have you, um, and I know your story will be, will be a massive inspiration to all the girls and guys out there, so um yeah, I wish you the very best for your future journey. I know you're going to do like amazing things and we'll be following you on your every path um, so yeah, just gonna close up right now. Bye guys.